The Right Time with Bomani Jones is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great podcast, the Dominique Foxworth Show. Twice a week, Dominique brings you his unique perspective on sports, the personalities surrounding it, and just about anything else he finds interesting or thinks you might. So check out the Dominique Fosworth Show. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Fosworth Friday. Dominique Fosworth, what's going on? Nah, excited? A little nervous? I don't know. I, it's some weird energy right here. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got to, I got to catch up with you the other day. We oh, posted yeah. up walking these New York City streets. Oh, yeah. You know that, what I mean? That was fun. No, I mean... It seemed like you and the producers are keeping a secret from me, so I, oh, that's what I'm nervous about. Oh, yeah, I, oh. I, I mean, when we was hanging out in New York, that was oh, great. There's nothing oh, to be nervous about that. Oh, that's right. Now, hold on. We're going to get in a little while. We're going to talk a little baseball. Yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I promise we're going to make it something that you guys find to be interesting. But, you know, this is one of them days where Dominique said it early in the week, man. Anybody out here saying that they annoyed by Damian Lillard don't work in the content game, baby. It's that time of year where you be begging for people to get arrested. And they don't do it as much as they used to. Like, by 10 years ago, I can guarantee you somebody was getting arrested this week. Yeah, Y'all had to go off and listen to Raj, right? But cats is out here getting arrested. We come out here and pretend like we care, whatever it is. But we ain't got that much content. We understand it. And every, you you got to be extra careful in them times. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, I'm checking my mentions. I guess it was yesterday. And, you know, I have become a bit of a darling, shall we say, of the Denver Nuggets fans because I was somewhat early on the Jokic wagon. And, you know, these small to mid-sized markets be so excited anytime somebody liked a team, right? I mean, hockey, it's a whole sport. Please like my sport, right? Like, everything, like, there's this kind of thing that happens. And with Jokic, they just felt like their man was being slept on. I would like to note, by the way, it does not seem to be a coincidence, how many of these people who feel like this about Jokic have the exact same physique? They just not seven feet tall. <laughs> but anyway, so my mentions start blowing up, and I don't know why. And I knew the homie uh, Dominique had done first take the other uh -oh. day, and apparently you said something about Jokic not dominating on defense or something like that. Yeah, we had a debate. Jokic, who was more skilled off the on the heels of, again, the content yes. mill. Yes. <laughs> we was like, Dennis Rodman said some? Oh, Dennis, thank you so much. So we had to debate who's more skilled, um, Larry Bird or uh, Jokic. And uh, I, I'm getting the sense that I pissed some people off. That's crazy. I really, I be telling people that I don't be on the, the Twitters that much. But clearly, I don't be on the Twitters that Yo. much because apparently people hide at me. Yo, this is a great lesson, by the way, that all you got to do is turn it off and it's like it ain't there. <laughs> yeah, this is not real life, guys. It yo, really is not real life. Yo, real talk. And <sighs> this is an apolitical statement. It's throwing this out there, people. The second they threw Trump off of Twitter, it was like he was gone. Yeah. Period. All you got to do is turn it off. And I wasn't sure exactly why they were so mad at you. But as we discussed somewhat uh, over our lunch, 
I did have people be like, man, Bomani's ridiculous. It says right there his name is Dominique. <laughs> what are you talking about? People was mad at you for some shit. I, I had one person blame it on me. Everybody else was like, yo, Bomani, you need to go check your boy. And I'm like, hey, hey, I think you need to check yourself for your wreck yourself because I'm bad for your health. Come roll stout. Like, what are you talking about? Right? They was just, they was just, they, they was, I don't. And you just hit the nail on the head that I need all of them to understand. Okay. We scraping the bowl, man. They asking for so much out of us right now in this time. And part of it's like, yo, if you ain't going on vacation, it's your own damn fault. I like, I totally yeah. understand. That's how they looking at us in this moment, you know, but dog, we are doing the best we can just to give you, I didn't think what you said was that. I think the one thing I got to get you on, I think you were making an argument about Larry Bird is like not good defender. Mm-hmm. Which actually, we profiling Larry like a mug, dog. Did you know that Larry Bird was two-time second team all defense? I did not know that. Yes. Did you know that Larry Bird, and I know that this is somewhat of a wonky stat, but it's still noteworthy. Because if you look at if you look at it, all the people who are at the top, by and large, check out with who the best defensive players are, with the exception of the guys who just played forever, so they stacked up numbers. Larry Bird is like top 30 or something like that in defensive win shares. And I mean that to the level of Larry Bird has more defensive win shares than Dennis Rodman. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah like somehow everything every Afro-American ever said about Larry Bird was wrong. And the white folks was lying too. <laughs> yeah. I, I made the argument that Larry had quick hands yes. and, and that he was bad on the ball. Which, as a defender, seems which generally, fair. yeah, seems it fair. seems fair. But, you know, when you're in the course of a, a first take, there's a lot of time to fill. Oh, that's what it was. You were saying he had the quick hands. And I think you said about Jokic that oh, he had yeah. no defining defensive play. Yeah. But the problem is, in fairness to the people responding, they people that watch every single <laughs> game. So they're like, well, what about that time he stripped such and such? What about which? I get it, but that don't mean defining. You were right. Larry Bird has one of the defining defensive plays yeah. of all time. That was the point I was making, and we were making the argument. And it's honestly, if we're being completely honest, it's almost impossible to differentiate because we're not saying who's the best Bird or Jokic. Right. We're saying who's the more skilled. So it's an absurd comparison to make, and we all recognize that going in. So you know what? I was like, how? what is my angle going to be to be able to win this argument? So I had two angles that I was saving. One of them was... If, if Dennis Rodman said it, it must be wrong. So that means I'm right. And the other one was Larry Bird's is that we don't think about him as a defensive player, but he had a career defining play on defense. So that'll put him over the top. Yes. And in that, I guess I did take a shot no, at Jokic. They, that probably wasn't fair. But they, man, people be taking this stuff seriously. We just oh, out man. here try to feel these hours. Like we wasn't sure how we was going to feel this one podcast. Y'all was trying to feel a two-hour television show. By the Whoa. way, with people who don't do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no a, shade. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I'm included in one of those people who don't do it all the time. And people who don't work together all the time. It's all uphill in, in back-to-back days. And we feeling <laughs> this. And if the worst thing I did was make a bunch of people care about first take, whether they mad or not, care about first <laughs> take for a, a couple hours in June, eh. Seemed like I did my uh, job. I ain't gonna lie to you, boy. I remember when I decided I wasn't doing that July fill-in television yeah. no more. I barely felt like doing my own July television. And I tell you what happened was, like, I'm gonna just give people a little pull behind the curtain, right? Especially when these shows were out of Bristol. 
and they call you to fill in and you're not there, you go ahead and do them, right? Mm-hmm. You do them for one, you know, the bosses might see it. You know, somebody might yeah. be like, hey, who's that guy? And two, and this part gets lost since you never at the office, this is your chance to kind of go see some people, mm-hmm. you know, do that stuff, whatever it is. Got you. But what you learn as you go farther is that there are certain times a year that everybody take off or everybody's at this place. So I remember this is when I first moved up to New York and me and Pablo was trying to, you know, let people know high noon on the way. They need to see the two of us do stuff. And we went up to Bristol to do first take because it was the day after the ESPYs, right? Mm -hmm. Problem was, it was the day after the ESPYs. And since I don't work in the office, what I'm not realizing is the whole office went to the ESPYs. And so that means I'm up here and I'm on TV. And let me be honest with you. This is a this is a pretty strong arm to be pulling out of the bullpen in the sixth inning. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 hey, hey, we got something going here. It's a lot of other folks that's bullpenners. And I was up there like, I ain't doing this ever again. Because if I start arguing with this person for real, I just look like a bad person. And I'm like, I ain't doing this. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody got to eat these summer innings, man. Yep. And I, I'm willing to do that on occasion. You're right. It's a hard thing. But the thing about these kind of dry news times is if you say one thing, it is the wrong thing. As I, Once we get off this, I'll get on the Twitters and see how ruthless it got. Yeah. The people are excited to tear you down because they ain't got nothing else to do. That's nothing correct. else to talk about. Nothing else to argue about. And then you become... The because there are there's a content farm around each of these teams. And of course, if you're coming off a championship, all the people who tweet about you, all the people who are trying to um post up blogs or prop up blogs on the Denver Nuggets, you're like the same way I am when somebody do something like, yes, who I got 15 minutes of my podcast. They like, who I'm so glad Foxworth said the dumb thing. Yes, because I, I got me a post. Yes. And I'm gonna go through all the archives and show all the videos that show that he is wrong. Yes. The problem is there ain't no right thing to say at a time like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, unless you like Duncan on Skip Bayless or something like yeah. that, like you don't you don't really have a right thing. But there is something that we could do to fill this content time if we wanted to. And it's called baseball. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. So this is something that's interesting to me about just how all of us handle baseball as content, generally speaking. 
we have this, hey, don't nobody care about baseball thing. Now, people care about individual baseball teams. Like, getting people to care about baseball in general is just a little bit different. Like, you don't see, like, the broader discussions that people have. I mean, the discussions that we used to have in public that we don't really have about baseball. But I will note, the two highest studio shows on this network are Around the Horn and PTI. And both of them, from their very beginning, have always done lots of baseball. And people don't turn off the channel when they talk about baseball. Now, like when you talk about baseball on talk radio, I think the numbers have shown that unless you're in like one of them baseball places, people turn them off, right? Like they just decide to move on. When I was working in North Carolina, if you just start talking about baseball, people ain't really there for that. The people who are there for it are there, you know, but people wind up tuning out. But there are things happening in baseball that currently make me believe we ain't never going to talk about baseball again if we ain't talk about this. <laughs> like, the homie Shohei Otani, and I know you guys are familiar, right? But for you youngsters, I'm throwing a name out there for you. Dominique, I imagine that you remember a gentleman by the name of Hideo Nomo. You remember Hideo Nomo? Absolutely. All yeah. right. So for the kids, Hideo Nomo came over in 1995, and I think he was the first Japanese baseball player to, like, to come over to do like the Major League thing for real. There may have been some cat before, but he was pitching. And every time Hideo Nomo pitched, it was a thing. He had this crazy motion where they called him like the tornado because he twisted and contorted himself. I know his back hurt like hell right now from the way he was throwing baseball. But every time Nomo pitched, we were there. And he eventually threw a no-hitter. I think he was the all-star game starter in 95, all of that. But he like he was a real thing. He was a super famous dude. Then we had other cats come. Uh Daisuke Matsuzaka, yeah, who pitched for the Red Sox. He was a big deal. And, of course, old cool-ass Ichiro. Ichiro was a monster, but these dudes were like stars immediately when they showed up. But I guess at a time where baseball players could really be stars. Shohei Otani is out here getting his babe Ruth on. And we don't care. Did you realize? that I'm going up here because I had a dinner with one of my buddies, and he was pointing this out, how nobody's talking about this, so I'm totally lifting him for content. Shohei Otani is leading baseball, or leading American League at least, in slugging, in OPS, in OPS plus, in total bases, in home runs, and in triples. And in triples. He led the league in triples, by the way, in 2021. That's really, really impressive. I also didn't realize in 2021, he stole 26 bases and hit 46 home runs and was doing all that throwing the baseball stuff. And I don't know what this man got to do for us uh, normies over here to yeah. actually care. You you got any idea what he could do? He, I mean, he timed it up just right, too. We in the period where we supposed to be really um, looking for something to talk about. And I promise you, the only time I talk about Shohei Otani is to talk about why we don't talk about Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> like, other than that, like, I was with Mad Dog yesterday doing first take. And before it, like, we had a conversation about it, but I couldn't give him much. I was like, yeah, that's, this is incredible. This is incredible. Oh, I did have a debate with him on Otani versus uh, Babe Ruth out there, but that was just that just was for me trying to get some entertainment. You just, just took Otani to just for the hell of it. Oh, you damn right. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a debate. We all wanted to get it in the show, but we couldn't think of a debate to have about it because I was like, look, guys, I don't watch baseball like that. So, like, we ain't going to be able to do this. And then he just was celebrating it. And he said, it's almost as good as Babe Ruth. I saw my opening. I could take a shot as, at an old player. That was, that's essentially my goal when I'm on there with Mad, Mad Dog is to in, ignite one of them genuine flip outs. And I, I managed mean, to did it. I, I, mean, I closed you, it. You might have been disrespecting black history when you did that. Oh, whoa, 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 
whoa, whoa, whoa. You think I didn't close it with pointing out that Babe Ruth probably was black? Oh, okay. Just yeah, checking. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, checking. Yeah, that was, was the sure last statement. She was doing for the people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Always. But yeah, so um, I don't know what he got to do. And people say that it's got to be on um on the Dodgers or be on the Yankees, but I wasn't watching that Aaron Judge stuff either when he was hitting them home runs. It's like, yeah, I was aware of it. Uh, and I'm aware of what Otani's doing that's outstanding, but like it just don't feel like appointment television. I'm fine with seeing the highlights and reading about it later. You know what I just had hit my mind while we were sitting here? And it's a hypothesis more than anything else, so I'm out here for anybody to let me know if I'm wrong, disagreement, whatever it is, okay? We talk a lot about the steroid era of baseball. And I do think that there was a damage done to the credibility um, and integrity of the way people viewed the game. And of course, this is important how they viewed those statistics that, you know, there were, when somebody would get to 500 home runs, it stopped being a big deal anymore. Right. Somebody did all these different things. I saw some discussion about some guy. I imagine he's not doing it anymore, but you know, he was kind of pushing 400 a little late in the year and people are like, Hey, what if he hits 400? And I'm like, wow, does anybody care if you hit 400 anymore? Cause the years George Brett, 1980, uh, Tony Gwynn in 1994, but years where dudes were pushing at 400 for whatever reason, that was a thing to watch as it went. Like, I don't know if the kids know anything about a Joe DiMaggio 56 game hitting streak, you know, these like landmark numbers for baseball that mattered and watching people go for it. We cared. And then we went to, wow, watch these guys hit all these home runs. And obviously, it just went a little bit too far. But I think that baseball is a more entertaining sport with a bunch of guys that are 5'11 to 6'1", 185 to 205, than it is with these X-Men that are out here playing baseball. And what made me think about that was, have you seen this uh, Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ellie Dela Cruz, if you're not up on him, he's like 20, 21 years old. He plays for the Reds. He's 6'5". I honestly don't remember what position he plays. I imagine he's in the outfield because that's where they like to put the darker people in baseball. Uh, he's so fast that we watch this dude run out a routine ground ball to third base. Like, that's Bo Jackson type of stuff. He had put a cycle the other day, right? Like, he is bananas. He's also... In an amazing genetic factoid, I was reading this story that Jeff Passan wrote about him, and um, he has a fraternal twin. Mm-hmm. His fraternal twin is five eight, but he is six five. Oh, yeah, but but he ain't hating. He ain't hating. Oh yeah, I mean, there was a late that was a late growth spurt. So the 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 fraternal twin did not have time to hate. Uh, I'm gonna show my age, but you'll appreciate this. The movie Twins. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I assume that joke has been made a number of times in reference <laughs> to the De La Cruz twins. But I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if they watching that movie of the Dominican yeah. Republic like that. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's a cult classic. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Like, like maybe- we get down, we get down there, we find out that uh, the other twins' nickname is Danny DeVito. How crazy <laughs> would that be? A little Danny, but yeah, yeah they, that dude. I mean, the athleticism is is outstanding, and when you see them do things like just running the bases, Ellie De La Cruz watching them do that, it's like wow this is something but i think your point about the integrity of the game was impacted the the um, entertainment value for all of us but i think it gets back like the integrity is the one thing but you just hit the point that i got it's more entertaining to watch when the game is centered around athleticism yep right like take this ozzy smith 
you go back and watch those Ozzy Smith clips on YouTube and you realize that right there is an incredible athlete, a five foot seven, 140 pound incredible athlete, but an incredible athlete nonetheless. Like the baseball players that we really historically really love watching, the sluggers are great or whatever. But when you talk about the greatest baseball players, it's all athleticism stuff, like that Willie Mays stuff, Mickey Mantle. That's athleticism stuff. Even again, going to somebody like Ozzie Smith. That's athleticism. And so I feel like what probably happened here is as we got these bigger, stronger guys, everybody's trying to throw 100 miles an hour. Everybody's trying to hit home runs. I think a certain appeal to baseball was all the guys that were in between. Like line drives. Remember that? You're supposed to hit line drives. Don't nobody hit line drives no more. And that's where I feel like they might have gone wrong with casual people because you can watch a dude like Dela Cruz and just marvel at what he can do physically. I think that's it. And I think part of it is, at least for me, is... I wanted to play all the sports when I was a kid and my mom drew the line at baseball because she was like, I'm tired. And so like, <laughs> I didn't grow up and understand it and, and appreciate it that much. And then there was a time when we all were watching a lot of baseball and it was fun. And it was actually, it coincided with the home run chase, which was a one-off thing. But I think you're right. The things when I think back about baseball memories or baseball feats that I appreciate is the explosive athleticism. And it's also, uh, the stars of the game don't get a whole bunch of run. That's the weird thing, too. It's like if I watch a basketball game and I want to see a star play, I'm going to see that man for 40 straight minutes, like yes. continuously doing something. And the same thing as football. Like the casual people might show up to see quarterbacks. You're going to see that quarterback. If there's two good quarterbacks, there's always one of them dudes on the field. And when we are not focused on them, somebody is doing something incredibly athletic and explosive and impressive. And the same thing for basketball. But baseball is like, all right, I'm coming for a pitcher. Then I get to watch him throw and watch nothing happen after he throw the ball all game. <laughs> if I'm coming for a position player, it's like, all right, he, he might get three balls hit in his direction if we're lucky. And two of them going to be routine. Maybe one will cause him to do something explosive. He's going to get up to bat four times or five times, and he might get a hit once. It's like, uh, the, the, the time that you are spent watching that, you got to really like baseball to watch baseball. You can't just show up to see a guy. Meantime, Otani out here working double shifts, and you out here talking about you can't show up to see a guy. My man, like, what I got, what I, what I got to do, son? Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. I'm going to watch a game. I haven't watched the full game, so you know, guilted me into it. <laughs> he's, he's been there for six years. I ain't watched a not one I'm, game. I'm going to find some time when the kids are busy and my wife is out, and I'm going to set up. The baseball game is only two hours these days, right? I, can, I get I, look. Look, I wouldn't even know what channel to turn to. Like, here's how I know baseball can't win. I was talking uh, to, oh, you know, Brenda, makeup artist, worked on, uh, worked yeah. on Game Theory, and uh -huh. she was talking about she was having a conversation with somebody once, and it was right after they'd done all these rules to change it and make the baseball game shorter. And he was hot because he was like, yo, I don't, I don't come here to be in a hurry, right? Like, I want to sit here for three hours and just casually watch something. I'm like, damn, baseball can't win for nothing, dog. Y'all did all that asking for them faster games, and now this man, like, you telling me I got to hurry up and go home? That's what you're saying? <laughs> so Thursday, when we tape this, they got a game against the White Sox at 407. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Is he is he playing in that game? I mean, I'm sure he'll play, right? He, he may not be pitching. Yeah, I, I need to find – yeah, I'll, I'll take some time and figure out when he's pitching so I can get the, 
the full Otani experience. This is really kind of embarrassing and criminal at this point Look, that he'd been out there for that long and I ain't watched the full game of him and I'd be talking about him occasionally. I, I mean, to be fair, he plays for the Angels. They one of them teams that you ain't really got to watch. You know what I'm but saying? But one game, they play 100 plus games a year fair. for six years and I ain't fair. watched one fair. nine innings. Hold this on, man. hold on. Actually, I think it was last night or no, it was the night before that Otani had 10 strikeouts in six of the third and hit two home runs but left because he had a cracked fingernail. <laughs> That man deserves it. He deserves yes. it. Hold on. Uh, let me let me give the people some indication about what we're talking about here as terms of like what we trying to do about this content. I'm on ESPN.com right now. Um, oh, okay. This isn't about cricket. The main story is about um a, a South Asian gentleman who uh, an Indian who's a cricket player, and then he looks like he's gonna be a top 15 pick in the uh, major league baseball draft. Cool, got it. But after that, uh coverage of the hockey draft. See two videos of coverage of the hockey draft. Domingo, uh, I don't know. If, I'm sure it's not pronounced German, but he pitches for the Yankees. He threw a perfect game. Way to go, big homie. Um, perfect uh, game. Uh, don't even get our attention no more. That's like one of the hardest things to do or rarest things in sports. We're like, whatever. Don't Apparently, Otani is pitching on Monday. <laughs> the problem with that is it's at 940. I was going to try to guilt you into we but we both got to watch this game, man. We both got to do it. And then I looked at the clock. And I was like, man, y'all West Coast people be playing too much. <laughs> Hold on, dude. We got free. Oh, free agency starts Friday at 6 p.m. What a strange decision by the NBA way to make all that stuff a news dump. I don't really understand it. Um, there's something about golf, uh, basketball players playing golf. Shout out to the homie Baxter Holmes. He wrote that. I'd be loving to see these opportunities where uh, – our Caucasian brothers covering the NBA is like, yo, how can we bring this a little closer to home? <laughs> right. I mean, is it though? Oh, Mahomes and um Kelsey, Curry, yeah. they got uh, oh, yeah, a match. Yeah, they got a match coming up. So that'll be sports ish. Yeah, we got the you, big three. Don't nobody talk about that either. Uh no, Cube been out here apparently uh doing his tour. Dude, I'm going through this list, man. We are. We are. There's a lot of stuff about this hockey draft. <sighs> I need, hey, uh, Dan, is it possible that you can find me some dates because I'm going to corner Bomani Jones, which is also just going to hold me accountable. And we're going to find us a daytime, reasonable time game that we must commit, yes. both of us, to watching nine innings of Shohei, right? I, I will say this. If we find a time that the Angels are playing the Nats, I might jump on the A-seller and come oh. down there and we see with Shohei hitting all. Because the, the Nats are sorry, right? So I imagine that we yeah. won't have that hard a time getting seats. Nope. We got it. Um, Yeah. All right. Find us some dates, uh, Dan. We'll figure it out. Uh, it don't look like I see the Nats on the schedule anytime soon. Damn. By the way, are the Nats sorry enough now where you can smoke weed at the games? Like the true uh, measure to how sorry your team is? Like apparently when they were at RFK. It says you can just get up there, like high up in the bleachers, and get high up in the bleachers. I think this is we're at a different point in society. I think everybody is sorry enough that you can smoke <laughs> weed in the bleachers now because we feel uh, entirely different about weed these days. But people be much more upset at you in DC. Like, why are you smoking? They will not care that it that that smoke is stinkier than the other smoke. Yo, I'm curious, like how it varies from job to job on that one. Because I've been telling people, my the funniest thing in the world that you see in New York City these days, you go stand outside on the street at 5.01 or five minutes and one second, and you just hear at the same time 
every door push open, and that same click. 501, they fired that thing out like, <laughs> man, made it through another day. Boom, they firing that weed up, and they smoking that all the way to the subway, and then they jumping in. It's 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 a whole new world. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've walked into establishments before where it's like someone working at the desk. Uh, it's normally a, like a young woman working at the desk, got her like a little vape. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just sitting at the desk. I'm here all day, which like, I get it. A desk job, you might need a little something. But generally, I would think like, hey, I mean, don't you want to represent the, you want to represent the company in a certain way? But it, we have moving fast. I, I can't think of anything. I guess um, gay marriage is the last time I feel like we went from being like, oh, this is controversial to now everyone. Most normal people are like, huh? Yeah. Gay yeah. marriage is fine. It's, yeah. But yeah. other than that, the weed is the fastest thing that's changed. They just all what happened was everybody stopped fronting all at one time. Yeah. That's like that's all it was. But I mean, maybe the second it's time to get off work, bow. They own it. Like it's the I ain't gotta wait for you to meet me. I'll meet you wherever we going. Everybody's whole series. I know we talked about this when we did the uh, live show, but I don't know how much of that survived the edit. They was probably afraid of something happening to us. But we just talking about people obeying the law, or not. <laughs> I mean, in New, I mean, where, where I live, where you live, they obey the law. No, 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 no. Not them people who who is selling it. They ain't obeying the law. Oh, oh, well, no. Those people are <laughs> in 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 flagrant defiance. Just putting up signs too. Like neon signs that say, we breaking the law up in here. <laughs> I they're, just don't get it, man. They're operating under, if we all park here, they can't tow all our cars. And I'm here to tell you, they can. I can't tow them all at one time. That's fair. But you better not be the one that they want to make an example out That's of. Right. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they right. might want to change the paradigm. And I, I, I guess I understand if you uh if you're in a position where you, you need a big break, that that's a risk worth you taking. But I no, not me. One of my homeboys a few years ago was flying uh, and I was outraged. This was probably two years ago, maybe or three years ago. And I was outraged because he said he fly with it. I was like, hmm. And now lots of people do. But I was like, hmm. Why would you like it? It ain't hard to get land somewhere. <laughs> ask some questions, bro. Like, what are you messing around yeah. at? TSA, but at the same time, what you say it is land and speak to strangers about engaging in illegal activity. That's fair. That's some fair. people, some people, I guess they just ain't got the time, right? Like they they play in that situation much differently. There are amazing stories that people have told me about, like talking around the fact they got caught. I remember the first time I realized that people flew weed. I was in college, and um, I was doing an interview with Mystical. He was the performer for the homecoming show my senior year. And so we met Mystical at Baggage Claim. And this is back when you could check as many bags as you wanted and all this stuff, right? So wasn't nobody trying to live their life in the carry-on. So Mystical gets his bags. We get in the limo. Soon as we sit down, somebody pull out the weed, Mystical fire up. And I remember he was like, am I charming y'all or am I boring y'all? And it was a somewhat different period of my life. So I didn't really notice that the grand transgression transgression was you were neither charming nor boring us because what you're not doing is passing. Yeah. You were just keeping this amongst your crew, which is really bad form. I thought you were from New Orleans. I hear you guys are hospitable. That wasn't what he was about. And I was like, 
damn, you just got off the plane and had weed? Ain't you afraid of what might happen? And the answer clearly was no. Yeah, I I'd um fl- I've flown on a few private jets in my time, never Woo! one that I pay for. Yeah, but uh, I was I had been transporting and didn't even realize it. It wasn't. It probably wasn't enough uh, to be uh, a a big problem. But I was like, what is we do? when I landed? I found out that there was something because as soon as as soon as this person got off the plane, they went ahead and did what they had to do. And so you, if you've ever flown on, or at least back then, the private planes this is like pre 9-11 i don't know if things have changed but the private planes like you literally drive your car onto the tarmac and get off and get on the person flies you and you get and then you land and you get off and get in a car and you leave there is no tsa there are no police there's really nothing to be concerned about unless you are really up to something and they are following you but boy if i wasn't terrified i was so i was so scared that i almost flew commercial home but then i didn't get that scared man and people don't want to have to do that paperwork <laughs> that's yeah. all that really come down to like i was about to say nobody got into the police and business just because they want to jam people up for weed but i imagine for a lot of them some of them yes that actually is the most exciting thing that they do all day right it's yeah. just an excuse but by and large man they ain't got no time to be worried about that i mean i just don't want to be the one which i, I guess the the no, um no, no. what's my man name for the cults isaiah yeah is that our gambling friend <laughs> that is our gambling buddy he's the most recent they ain't released the rest of the names yet maybe they have they, yo now. they got i get where the nfl's coming from though like they got to send all these dudes home because otherwise i don't know who's gonna wind up getting the point and i, w- I want to ask you this because i mean i don't be like so much liking it when i feel like i'm taking the side of the man yeah. but i'm seeing people make the argument that somehow this is a measure of hypocrisy from the NFL no. that they're saying that gambling is okay, but it's not okay for their players. And I'm like, have you ever heard of insider trading? That's like saying, oh, it's, oh so it's okay for people to do stuff and find stuff out and uh, buy stocks. But if you work at the company, it's not okay. No, it's not actually. It's not the same. Yeah. The um, I've seen that argument also. And so I did uh, a bunch of this on my podcast uh, yesterday. And the the feeling that I had is there is part a measure of hypocrisy. I wouldn't, ca- I wouldn't even call it hypocrisy, but if you can't step in a sports book, you can't gamble, you can't use it at the facility. You can't use it when you on a road trip. I can't imagine a better time to mess around with your gambling app. than when you on a bus from <laughs> Milwaukee to, to green Bay, like, so I get it. That's the part that's, I don't think anyone thinks that it's messed up for for them to have gambling and then tell the players they can't gamble on the team or they can't gamble on their league. That's obvious. But I do think that people are saying that it's kind of messed up to have these restrictions, but they're not saying you can't gamble. And so that's the position I found myself in. And you know me, I'm fairly biased when it comes to player issues. But I even I was like, look, that's dumb. It doesn't mean that it's fair. But it's also pretty easy to comply with. <laughs> it's like I imagine that they told y'all the rules. If they didn't tell y'all the rules, you should have read them after um, Calvin Ridley got a year. And so, like by and large, I find ways to be critical of the NFL because there are ways to be critical in, in the NFL. But I'm not super defensive of these guys. Assuming they they've done, which Isaiah Rogers took responsibility. Assuming they've done what they're being accused of, it's like, man, bro, yeah. The first time, maybe I could I could stand up for Calvin Ridley because he was away from the team. 
He wasn't betting on uh, he wasn't betting against his team. And it's like, all right. And he was the first one. I could be like, all right, I get it. Maybe even I could convince myself to defend Jamison Williams because he's a young dude. It just happened. But come on, guys. Now, you can't be the 11th <laughs> within the course of about a year. The 11th guy to catch a, a heavy sentence. Nah. Look, the best one is still when Josh Shaw got busted because he applied for a player's card at one of the casinos in Vegas. And when on under occupation, he put down NFL football player. And if you all don't remember Josh Shaw, the reason him getting caught up like this is amazing because of what happened with him in college. You remember that story with him in college? No. So Josh Shaw had this like super duper messed up ankle. He showed up and he was, he's playing at USC and he showed up at the facility and they asked him what happened. And he could not say what really happened and what really happened. Oh, was, yeah. Was, My he was, yeah, he was with this woman and somebody came up in the spot. And in a measure of quick thinking, he jumped out a window. I was like the second or third floor or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he messed up his ankle. But he a young boy. He ain't realized that he could have come to them coaches and been like, hey, man, I just got to let you know what was going down. I thought it was about to, I ain't know what was up. I ain't know, I ain't know she had a man, whatever it was. And then I jumped out, but he didn't feel comfortable telling those grownups that story. So he told them a story about how he was in his home and he looks out the window and his niece is in the pool and she's drowning and he snapped into action and was everybody's hero and jumped out the window and saved her. But he messed up his ankle. Right. Mm -hmm. That was the story that he gave. But he ain't realized, man. This L.A., they can't pass up on no good story like that. So little does he know, USC is calling up the Today Show and all these people, or they calling back. I don't know in what direction, but next thing you know, he is booked on the Today Show, and there's a lie that he was just trying to tell to get out of this one situation mushroomed into this giant, like, a hoax. It became a hoax. It started as a lie. (laughs) It turned into a hoax. That man just didn't want his scholarship to be in jeopardy because I know where it's like you come in. He's like, I was doing something foolish. It's different. But that's a a, let that be a lesson to the young people is like, if you're going to lie, you need to lie from your loss to a draw. This man (laughs) tried to lie from a loss to a championship. <laughs> like, don't do that. Second rule <laughs> on lying: do not involve children. Well, don't involve other people if you can avoid it. Do not involve children in your lie or people that you cannot trust to hold you down in your lie. This man is a, 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 but, a rookie but, liar. But what I loved about his lie, though, is people was holding him down. I bet if you at his mama was not giving him up for nothing. I bet if you ask his mama to this day, she going to say that boy, she was there. And that boy jumped out the window and say the day for the entire family. Hey, I don't, um, I assume the statute of limitations is, uh, has passed and you can't come get my homeboy's degree at this point. But a friend of mine messed up his knee playing basketball while he was away from the Maryland Terrapins. And he hit me up. And when we got back, we went out on the field to get some work. And that man tore up his knee on the field getting some work because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, them scholarships are year to year, guys. They are year to year. And coaches are, are um, vengeful people. These are not, the, they don't turn into um, soft teddy bears after they are done coaching. The same way they think about 
the opponent is the same way they think about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you get me to where I need to go? If you can't, then I can't use you. And I saw plenty of guys who who were just not good enough, which is like a, a mistake in recruiting or whatever, who were doing the best they could, doing everything that was asked of them, but just were not good enough, got their scholarships taken at Maryland, guys. We not even <laughs> talking about Alabama. Like it was, <laughs> it was a, a, we were good when I was there, but overall, I think we're like a mediocre football program locks got them headed in the right direction right now but however that they was doing that to us you think they was doing at these big house or these big power places so yeah i get it and if i was his mama i would definitely hold him down too like all right well this is what we got to do but i would have wished he would have consulted with me before he went with that lie because i'd have helped him to craft a a more manageable lie yeah but then the boy started telling the truth and putting on the application that he played the nfl and you got a problem with that too Yeah, I mean, having a player's car wasn't an issue, right? Well, I mean, he got the player's car. I'm assuming that it was a very similar, you're in a sports book, you're not supposed to be in a sports book. Like, he was Uh, at the casino, uh, like, all of that stuff. Yeah, because they used to, I mean, A, if you got to apply for for a player's car, you're doing it wrong. What what happens normally is you gambling and then people come over and try to get you. It's like, you are asking to get scammed. Like, you go in there like, hey, guys. How can you anybody want to milk me for money? <laughs> That's the point of the player's card, so they can track your ass and uh make sure they are winning in that in that transaction. Yeah, no, nah, he just just he tried, man. Like to me, it's just a very simple one, man. Y'all probably just shouldn't gamble. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you can or can't and trying to figure out this is simply not worth the risk, especially considering that the odds of the whole endeavor are weighted towards you losing. You probably should just not do this. Yeah. And I agree with you. I never got into it and I still haven't. I've been like meaning to because it's like it seems like it's a part of this sports world and my cousin does it a lot and my friends do. But I I just I never been a gambler. It does not excite me. It doesn't interest me all that much. And I guess I'm saying this and I haven't done it yet, so I probably will never. But it just I I get it, though, because gambling is fun. People like to gamble. It's fun. So I get why the players want to do it. Yeah, look here, man. I'm 42 years old. Last thing I need is a vice. <laughs> I mean, you're 42 years old with, with your shit together. I feel yeah, like fair, fair. I feel like you got some space for some vices. But I got three la- kids and a wife. I, I don't need a vice. The last thing I need to find is something both enjoyable and dangerous. <laughs> you know, and that's what the combination of yeah. this is. I mean, look, I say this about the gambling all the time, and I don't have a moralistic argument about it. But, I mean, dude, we're selling people cocaine. Right. Like everything that we do and putting these gambling apps up and then we got the nerve at the end to be like gamble responsibly and all of this stuff. No, man, we telling people, hey, you want some of this cocaine It's on you to handle it. And if you can handle it, go ahead and get this cocaine. But you the one that know if you can handle it or not. It ain't for me to say. So you want some of this cocaine or not? I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Like, that's not even like a dramatic interpretation of the situation. That's exactly what it is. I almost think I almost think it's worse in that it's like we're not ask we're not selling them cocaine as much as we are uh, offering them to be drug dealers. And I say that because it's like when you are there are no stories of how somebody got on cocaine and then got rich and successful. (laughs) there are plenty of stories and this happens often that people believe that they can be a kingpin and make a ton of money most of them don't most of them fail and that's why i think the comparison to gambling is a little bit more apt because yeah some people make a living on this 
Yes. Most of them don't. So people, they're not just saying, do you want to have a good time, buy some of this Coke, have a good time? They saying you want to have a good time, buy some of this Coke. And also you might get rich and get to quit your job. Yo, maybe that's the advertising slogan that they need to use for the gamble responsibly. Be the weed man, not the coke man, right? <laughs> like, if you're the weed man, yeah. you're lucky. If you do this right, you can smoke for free. You can make enough of a profit so that when you get your own, you can smoke for free. That's probably the goal that you should aspire to. Maybe get you some tennis shoes here and there. But don't be out here trying to be the kingpin. Don't be out here thinking you about to run the whole block. That's not going to be how it goes for you, son. I mean, yeah, I guess we don't hear the stories. Maybe there are stories of people successfully uh, making the transition or making a career out of it that does not cost them their life in prison or their life literally. But I ain't heard them. Every story I've heard, it ends wrong. Even though there's a good run in there at some point, it ends poorly. I knew one dude who lived to die from natural causes Wow, being a King Pinnish sort of figure. It was actually a very interesting conversation. I had met this gentleman once uh, and he was asking me about a story in sports that involves somebody being killed. And um, he asked me about it and I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't really know where that's going. He's like, yeah, man, that's wild. He's like, cause they saying that the drug dealers did it. But I know all the drug dealers in the city and they all tell me they got nothing to do with it. I was like, oh, OK. He really did it. He made it. He made it to the end. <laughs> I mean, there has to be some people. It's never the guy at the top. It got to be somebody near the top. And they and they probably. Well, I ain't going to say give no accusations about nobody. But uh, yeah, you get big enough that they know your name. You're going to have to tell them some names for, for you to be left alone. <laughs> it tends to be the case or cooperate. If you're looking at like ah, the history this, of South American. This, this dude just figured out how to get to his place. Stay back. Boy, whatever it was. Don't okay. touch no product. And then it all. Look, he 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 figured that out. Problem is, ain't a whole lot of people winning that gambling not to tell people about it. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. Uh uh-uh. and you and the problem with that gambling is you start thinking you start thinking it's about you right like you start thinking that you done figured out and that's why i don't do it i will convince myself that i outsmarted the matrix <laughs> yeah it's pretty stupid the idea that you can and it's, it's it happens to all of us i remember going to um vegas thinking that i had a good strategy i was 22 23 like i got me a good strategy for this blackjack like i'm gonna be the one that cracked blackjack Maybe play blackjack forever, but I'm a, a football player, and I spent a couple days thinking about blackjack, and I and I just cracked it. It's the dumbest shit ever. I I lost like a couple thousand dollars, and then was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna chill out, go to the mall, go to the movies. I'm here for the nightlife. Yeah, sounds. I ain't there for the nightlife, but I've definitely said to myself, watch me work, <laughs> watch me work. And there was no work. It was the opposite. Watch me get worked. Yeah, maybe yeah. that was that was a little more appropriate. But that is Dominique Fosworth. Check him out on Get Up. Check him out on Anscape. Check him out on Debatable. And of course, check him out on the Dominique Fosworth Show, available where you are listening to this podcast. My man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on the right time. It's that time of year where I take a vacation of an indeterminate length. I'll be back. At some point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
Dan Stancic, Adi Kata, Parker Owens handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. I'll talk to y'all guys at some point. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.